Hey, Mr. Squeezer. Hey, Mr. RK. How are you, Christmas buddy? We're getting close, aren't we? Yeah, Christmas buddy. It's, uh, what, uh, mathing away. Well, let's see. We're recording this Monday night, and it's... Oh, yeah, when's this actually dropping? Actually, we're recording this Tuesday morning, and it's the 17th. Well, we started Monday night. We started Monday night. Well, not technically. We're starting now. We started... we start talking about work. <laughs> yeah. And um, now it's Tuesday morning, and we're doing our morning show. Coming at you live, WNBC. Hit the post. <laughs> You'll be my friend. Um, so we're, we're the 17th, so let's see. Tomorrow's the 18th. Then there's the 19th. Then the 20th. Wait, tomorrow... Okay, hold on. Let me start over. Today is Tuesday the 17th. Yes. Let's get this music out of here. I can't think and listen to music at the same time. All right, so today's the 17th, and then tomorrow's Wednesday the 18th. Which is one week till Christmas. So that makes Thursday... That's okay, one day. That makes Thursday the 19th two days. Friday the 20th three days. Saturday the 21st, four days. Sunday the 22nd, five days. We're up to five days till Christmas. Plus... But a week is seven... Never mind. Plus Monday the 23rd. Yeah. And then Christmas Eve, which which Monday the 23rd is, and Chantress calls it Christmas Adam, because Adam came... Oh, I get you. Adam came before Eve. I like that. Yeah. So then Christmas Eve is the 24th. We're up to seven days. It's eight days away, guys. Christmas Day, eight days. And I'm counting on my fingers. I wish you could see this. I have my fingers. Uh, I think we can all picture it. I showed my work. I did the math, kids. Um, so It's only two days. Well, actually, it's uh, one day until Star Wars Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we promised everyone, and you cannot renege. That Friday morning, we would co- record video podcasts of our reaction to the movie. How are we doing a video? At, at our office. We have that capability? Yeah, making <laughs> making all the guys work for us. <laughs> no. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, you no. can. No. Why not? I'll set the cameras. I can't have people I work with shoot me talking about Star Wars. Well, we set the cameras, and we'll do it all ourselves, but... All right, that's fine. We might have to have little Dave on the if, audio if, board. If I were to if I were to shoot something for at work, would I ask any of those guys to do it anyway, or am I just going to do it myself? You're going to do it yourself. A lot easier, thank you. We might I have love them. we might I love have them to them have dearly. at least Ian and little Dave help us. Uh, I really wanted to look good. Well, we'll set the cameras ourselves and light yeah. it ourselves. Yeah, and then. Little Dave could punch it, and Ian could run the board. Oh, we'll have Gavin come run the board. All Audio right. board. 
So our levels are right. Or we'll just set the shotgun up on a well, C none stand. None of these people know who any. No, no one out there knows who any of these people are. So we'll just say we'll have Uncle Bix do it. They, <laughs> are you he's serious? Gross, incompetent, crazy old man that yeah. somehow well, still is yeah. alive. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do it. We promised the people we would, and you cannot renege. So you will get our in in celebration of our first ever YouTube video that we didn't post, but we promised. So our first ever YouTube video we posted was us on the set the night after we both saw Star Wars The Last Jedi. I saw it and Squeezer saw it. He came over to the house. We sat on our set and we recorded the show. Uh, we talked about The Last World. We talked about, I think, Krispy Kreme Donuts. Some other, you can watch it. It's on YouTube.com slash Radiers Podcast. And um, then we recorded us talking our review on Star Wars and never posted it because you were so damn negative. This time, yeah. whether he's negative or not, guys, I'm going to post it. Because we promised. And a promise means more at Christmas time. Oh, can we have a fun game where we pass out more pins where people compare the old video to the new one and they can, uh, using integers, determine how many more chins I have than I did back then? Oh, you're still sweet and handsome. Very sweet. Very sweet. Um... You watched, uh, you're keeping up with the, <coughs> oh, Gesundheit. hold on, I'm going to pot down so they don't have to hear there it. There we go. You, I, this is me stalling. Uh, I am filling. Okay. He's done I'm back. sneezing. There we go. He's back. You've been keeping up with the Mandalorian? Uh, you know, I did cause I just watched it. Ah, you're supposed to play along. Oh yeah. This is radio squeezer. Uh, well, well, it's podcast technically, but yeah, technically. the format is a form. So we just lie to the people? Is that how it is? Well, you know how television works. No, I don't. That's the problem. No, you know. And you, you, it's not a lie. It's it's a setup. I set you up to say, yeah, I've been yes. following. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did. Well, yeah. You were, you were just... a few days, days behind. You were just like pissed that you guys have Jason, conversations about yeah. X-Wings behind my back. While I'm... <laughs> Spoilers, everybody. Don't... Jesus, Squeezer. It's been. If look, if if I finally got to watch it, then everyone got to watch it. And you don't know exactly what, when, or where, or how, or what they even did. Or they could have just yeah. walked by one and go, "Oh, neat, an X-wing." I am a huge fan. I'm really enjoying the Mandalorian series. I we really haven't watched much more on Disney Plus. Um, she made me watch Frozen, Enchantress. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the biggest fan. <laughs> no, no, I know we we had this argument that. Written for a little girl. Right. Like, there's no denouement. I'm like, well, little girls don't need to know well, what that is. Th- there is in the first one. The second one, there's absolutely no. The plot no, is the just. The second one, it was. Uh, they basically took the Expendables formula and m- animated it. It's large set pieces. But it's made together a. Together with songs. It's Disney's sixth film to cross the billion dollar mark in the year 2019. That is crazy. And they're not done yet. They're not done yet. Tomorrow, well, no, wait, Thursday, two days from now, they're they're taking one more swing at it. Good. When are you uploading this? Uh, I don't. Tomorrow, maybe, maybe Wednesday. So, so tomorrow then. Yeah, on Thursday yeah. the nineteenth, Disney's taking yeah. one more swing at it with the last stab at the Skywalker saga. A lot of the you fan right into the heart. Uh, there's a certain group of fanboys on Twitter 
I'm sorry, on Reddit who claim that no one's going to go see it, that everyone already hates it, uh, that even the actors... They're going to go see it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they claim that even the actors are saying it's bad. I'd never seen any proof of this. Um, that JJ thinks it's bad. I've never seen proof of that. I don't think Disney would put all its eggs in the last movie of the franchise without it being uh, a movie everyone wants to see. Um, I, I, I'm I for, okay. Let me vent. Sully's this ship. I am so fucking pissed at fanboys right now. We watched last week on the show. We watched the uh, our fanboy fanboy fanboy. Whoa, 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 you just you like repeated our fanboy? No, 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 not our fanboys. The oh. the the internet, the people on the internet. Gotcha. I would hope they're not Radiers fans, Radamaniacs. Who are shitting all over the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer? Oh yeah. By saying it's like it's basically Stranger Things uh, meets Ghostbusters. Yeah, I want to see that. So fuck off. This is great. Like I, I defended the even the who you uh, answer the call the 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 female cast movie because I'm a fan of any Ghostbusters movie and that movie's fucking funny. It's good. Yeah, it's. You're like. Right on the verge of that alt-right fanboy. Why? Because I don't like a movie because of poor production value and bad writing? Well, the production value is too good. That's the problem with the movie. And But it's it's poor in relation to the subject matter. Well, to say poor is, if, is, if, is, the, is not the right term to use. Mm. Everything looked too crisp and clean. But the writing's great. The movie's hysterical, and the storyline holds up pretty good. And and the the, mm. the 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 a teaser they leave you with who's Gozer at the end. I was like, all right, I can't wait to see where this goes. No, see, I, I didn't say that. So I was like, Phew. all right. Hopefully, they reboot it. No, it didn't feel like Ghostbusters to me. What, what it was, but it was Ghostbusters. They said, "Yeah, well, then they they could have brought in uh, Primeval instead." They were never to see. This is my problem with the people, like the you ruined my childhood people. And I'm not saying that's they what you're saying. Ruin, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not. You're not saying that. I'm saying Ghostbusters was what it was in '84. Ghostbusters two, when it came out, people said this ruined the franchise. It didn't. It is a movie. It is a piece of the of the Ghostbusters puzzle, the video game, mm-hmm. the the uh, the real Ghostbusters, the extreme Ghostbusters, all the toys. They're they're just exist in the universe. <laughs> yeah, but the, the Ghostbusters. All right, so you might have my issues with the special effects. We all know that, and people are pretty, you know. But the story was great. That. It was. All and it was right. very funny. It was and very it was funny. Funny, but the, it was a different kind of funny. It's not Ghostbuster funny. Ghostbusters are dry and witty well, not, and jokes that you don't get until well, you're older. That's comedians because most of that was Bill Murray just riffing. Exactly. Yeah, but you can't just exactly. you can't just say, "Well, that was that didn't exist in real Ghostbusters and we still love that." That's a cartoon though. So, it's still Ghostbusters. But it was also like 6. <laughs> Yeah, but and this I, but movie I still like it better now. This movie was made a, a lot for like like seeing the young come on, you have two young daughters. Seeing the young girls like in Ghostbusters 
uniforms. That was really cool. I'd like them to have a little more dignity. <laughs> so what was good enough for us isn't good enough for them? Well, no, I hold them to a higher standard. Because mm. I'm just... I'm a dumb boy that plays with guns. They gotta take over the world someday. Yeah, but the Ghostbusters weren't dummies who played with guns. They were scientists, except Peter. He never studied. Yeah, well, <clears throat> good pull. Um, but no, but I was. I wasn't a scientist. I played a scientist. And and the women in Ghostbusters uh, answer the call were also scientists. See what I'm getting at? I'm defending it well, and you're getting mad that I'm right. <laughs> no. You're not getting my point. It's like the humor was completely off from the humor of the first two films. But it wasn't supposed to be the first two films. Okay, then don't call it Ghostbusters. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, you're. I think that's an invalid argument. Why? Because it, that's that's it's not fair to say that. It's not fair to say that the the special effects and the humor. So if you just if you just put you know proton packs on someone's back on anyone's back, and and put that logo on them, it's immediately a Ghostbusters film. That's all it takes. Well, that's what real Ghostbusters was. The humor was completely different. Yeah, the characters were completely different too. Same with Ghostbusters Answer the Call. All right, yeah. Well, I don't have to... I can like one and not the other. Yeah, but I'm saying you can't say one isn't Ghostbusters and the other is, by that logic. All right, then the real Ghostbusters isn't Ghostbusters. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sticking by your guns. I can appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> um, now that we just argued a point that no one cares about, uh, let's get to another one that no one cares about. Remember last December how I did the 25 Days of Christmas? Yes. And I those ate... were great posts. Yeah, I... I... <laughs> Don't patronize me. <laughs> and I ate all those cereals. And, and then, like, they started releasing more cereal, so I put that YouTube video up, and I haven't put the second one up. Man, they're putting so much cereal up, I'll never be able to keep up. There's a Twinkie cereal... There's an Eggo waffle, an Eggo blueberry waffle cereal, a Jolly Rancher cereal, a Hershey Kisses cereal. Like, I can't keep up with this shit. There's too much cereal. I'm going to get sick if I make all these YouTube videos. I really want to try them all. I'm obviously going to. And and then I'll have one bowl. I'll have a bite of a bowl from each of them, and then the boxes will sit around the house. Driving Enchantress, what I can only assume is slightly insane. And... <laughs> I will record all the information, uh, put it halfway together on a timeline in Adobe Premiere, and then never export it uh, and upload mm -hmm. it to YouTube. But damn it, you'll know I tried. And and trying is uh, the first step to failure. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's why I teach my children. <laughs> and the lesson is never try. Well, it's, you know, not a bad one. There's uh, apparently uh, some sort of cinnamon toast crunch Yo Play smoothies out there, too, that I got to get my hands on. How's that work? I don't know. If, it, if it's some sort of drink that's flavored like cinnamon toast crunch, that's been my dream all along. 
Oh, a smoothie. I thought you meant like the kind of yogurt where you kind of like dump the little side bowl into it and stir it up. No, no. it's the You get tr- like cinnamon toast crunch in your yogurt. Uh, I might actually eat that. That would be pretty good. Also, Pillsbury released um, Lucky Charms cookie dough. Like the, the Sold. P- right. Uh, the pre... I can. I just got flushed because I felt the sugar rushing like <laughs> through my skin. Like it, my blood... Like, it's the prefab cookies that have... Lucky Charms marshmallows in the do- in the dough. Hmm. It's actually marshmallow in the dough. Mm-hmm. And hmm. Kellogg's released um, a, a a Fruit Loops flavored uh, pop tart. I'm okay. You know what? If you start making cereal flavors and things that aren't cereal, I'll eat it. Right. Uh, well, Coffee Mate released a cinnamon toast crunch flavored coffee creamer. Ugh. No, no, that's just wrong. Why? Oh, coffee. I mean, you drink what, coffee black. What do you put yeah. it in? I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I'll drink it straight. <laughs> I'm not putting it in my coffee. Well, that's for me. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, and the Kellogg's also released an Elf on the Shelf cereal, uh, which is a sugar cookie cereal with marshmallows or stars with marshmallows. And they also released a Ryan's World marsh uh, cereal. Yeah. I... Yeah. Where's yours? Yeah, where where's my RK's world? Uh there's also a Trolls World Tour Tricks. It's tricks with marshmallows, which has never been a thing, so I'm interested in trying that. Um Trolls like internet trolls? <laughs> yes. And uh this tastes like desperation. Yeah. Post has Timbits Tim Horns Timbits cereal. Uh, up in Canada though only. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, which so I probably won't get a chance of it. Of course, there's Frozen 2 cereal. There's uh, La- Kellogg's <laughs> Llama Loops, which are fantastic fruit. I mean, I think it's just they're putting out a new cereal every freaking second. I can't keep up, Squeezer. Why a llama? I don't know. Llama Loops. They have mermaid oh, they, cereals. Okay, we have the cereal. It's some kind of loop. Uh, throw something out there. There's toasted uh, coconut Cheerios. There's two new Star Wars cereals for the movie. Uh, there's malt. Ooh, ooh mal- does one of those Star Wars cereals have nets? No, they're um, uh, fruity flavored cereal with marshmallows. It's like just uh, Lucky Charms, essentially. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this, so there's there's a lot out there that I need to I need to track down and give a try to because it's just you know it oh there's baby shark cereal too that's something Kellogg's is just just cranking out different boxes of pretty much the same cereal and giving it different flavors I guess they're going they're going the Ralston treatment now almost yeah. With every brand, every they're kind of taking that approach, and I guess it's working for them because they're doing a lot of it. Uh, so I'm gonna have to get. And I, somewhere I saw that they were releasing a Lucky Charms, like a, a Rice Krispie Treats Lucky Charms cereal, but obviously that's one Kellogg's and General Mills. So it's just like uh, Rice Treats Marshmallow Treats cereal with Lucky Charms. Just how they released the frost. Yeah, I'm, I I I am a big fan of the Rice Krispie treat, but 
the homemade Rice Krispie treat. Oh, yeah, it's got to be homemade. Something about the packaged ones, I just can't do. Like, they're... Uh, I could... I mean, I'm not munch. A little but... too sweet. I like it... Uh, yeah. I don't know how he does it. Um, and, and too soft. There's not... You don't get the chew on them that you do with yeah. the homemade. There's kind yeah, of like a taffiness something to the homemade. Texture, taste, whatever. You know, you got to put preservatives in it, too. It's... Or the others, it's literally marshmallow and Cheerios and butter, butter. Yeah, lots of butter. Lots yeah, the little one made uh, made uh, the holiday uh, holiday ones. Oh, with the holiday They're rice krispie treats. Yeah, the color They're delicious. The, the yeah, the the food dye and the the rice krispies make it fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she and she did you eat them all on her or did you let her have a few? No, she housed most of it, which. Wasn't fun. <laughs> Daddy's girl. Apparently, there's a lot of sugar in uh, marshmallow. I would say so, yes. It is pretty much all sugar and uh, I think some sort of animal gelatin. Air. Yeah. Um, I guess it's time. It, now's a better time than ever to start the show. Like, actually start oh. what we're talking about. Unless you had anything more to go. We went over. Let's see. We, we covered cereals. We covered the Star Wars. We covered Mandalorian. We fought about Ghostbusters. Um, fought and I won. Uh, well, many would say I won. Um, you just gave well, up. <laughs> no, no, because <laughs> like you, you took my like. What you did was you took like my dearest childhood friend and held them hostage. <laughs> I did. You know, while we were in a standoff, <laughs> and you and shot rather them rather than, and I just shot my friend. I'm like, all right. So, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see how many other friends we could get killed in this uh, in this episode. And uh, you, I believe you're starting this week, or am I? Uh, you know, if we don't remember, they don't remember. Who am I kidding? So you want to start it? Yeah, let's begin. All right, here's... We kind of started this last week. So. We did. We talked about it last week. Here's Squeezers first, Beck. Look, the food isn't what's important. I'm so hungry. The important thing is, we're all together for Xmas. And even though I'm surrounded by robots and monsters and old people, I've never felt more at home. Hear, hear. Now let's all of us shut up and sing. He knows when you are sleeping. He knows when you're on the can. He'll hunt you down and blast your ass from here to Pakistan. Oh. You better not breathe, you better not move You better off dead, I'm telling you, dude Santa Claus is gunning you down Yeah! Oh. Merry Xmas, everyone! What a beautiful song. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, Xmas Story, the season two, uh, Christmas episode of the, uh, I don't know, I, I don't want to call it, 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 underrated seems insulting, um. I would say underrated. I mean, com it's, it always can be compared to The Simpsons, because it was Mac sure. Rating's second show, so. Yeah. Um, underrepresented, maybe. Sure. Yeah, just... It deserves so much more. Um, dare I say, I, I think it's a smarter show. I would say that, yeah. In The Simpsons. 
Um, and I don't mean that to down, you know, to shit on The Simpsons. Now we're going to, uh, now people are going to be coming after me for that. All right, now I got to shoot The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I loved Futurama and, um, and I love John Goodman and I love Santa Claus. Oh, he so played, those he played Santa Claus. Together. Santa Claus, uh, John Goodman, yeah, was the voice of Santa Claus, which after they, they, I didn't know this until I was actually, you know, doing my little research and I, I saw that and I'm like, and then I went back and rewatched it again after I just watched it, uh, not too long ago. And you, you hear it now, you can hear it, even though mm -hmm. they do a little, uh, uh, processing, processing. Thank you. Uh, I like how I stalled on the word you said it and I made it sound like I was kind of like swallowing, you know, <laughs> it was a good tactic. Uh, thank you. Um, but yeah, you hear it. You can clearly hear it. Like that's him. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it starts off with a fun ski trip. I'm not going to MacGyver this. Okay. Um, uh, a fun ski trip to, uh, in the winter where the whole, uh, crew, uh, goes skiing. You're at the lodge. There's, uh, good news, everybody. That was my, yeah. Farnsworth. <laughs> <clears throat> Still getting over this cough. It's not as bad as last week. It's a good thing we did the show early when we did last week and not wait because I wouldn't have been able to do it at all. I was a hacking mess. Um, where they are uh, there for brunch uh, and we're watching the stand-up of one, uh, the head of Conan O'Brien, uh, which is actually Conan O'Brien. Uh, and then uh, Max was there as well, but it's just a skull floating there because no one fed Max and Bender laughs at him, of course. Uh, and then there's some jokes and expenses at Conan O'Brien just shitting on him, uh, just being sick of his humor. And thank God that's you know, it, it's it's fun little shot at you know a former writer and uh, contributor to uh, Simpsons and you know partner of Mac Groening. Yes, which and... then leads to the introduction of uh, Xmas. Because uh, Fry mentions how, like, oh, this is just like Christmas. And then it's when Leela uh, uh, corrects him, saying, oh, you mean Xmas. This is like one of those words that you uh, always screw up, like when you say ask instead of axe. Um, I found that funny. It was the 90s. I don't know if that's as, is that as prevalent anymore. Do people go back to saying ask again? Prevalent. What? 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 <laughs> I said prevalent. No, prevalent? You, you said prevalent. I that's a Howard Stern joke. Prevalent. Oh. Um. Ask. Ask me no yeah. more questions. Tell me no more lies. I, I really don't uh, know. It, I don't. I don't know what people are doing nowadays. They're on this okay. app called I've, TikTok. So in my own world, I, the only things I know what happened is I and I know what happened in uh, in 1991, and I know what happened on The Mandalorian. That's about. Oh, yeah, and my, my child's lives. That's about it. We're getting so uh, old, we're going to start being active on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good. Thank you. Um, I'm probably going to catch shit from entrenched on that. I wasn't speaking about you. <laughs> Talking about my dad. Oh, Lorraine, I noticed a, a friend from the church we went to on Facebook and her son... Uh, with uh, doing this video game thing that uh, kind of seemed like, uh, but a blog, and uh, don't you do uh, a blog? No. Oh, okay. I, was, I thought you did. 
Oh, that's really good uh, impersonation of my boss. Some, someone no one knows. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we do best here on the Rad Years Podcast. <laughs> Relevant <Okay>. humor. <coughs> Of my and, father. That's and, my father. Oh, wow. This is brutal. Uh, it is only a f- I'll get through this show. I promise. And I got a tickle in my throat. He's got a tickle in his throat, kids. See what <laughs> I do when he's got a cough and he's got a pot down? I can talk you through it, kids. I can bullshit with the best of them. Squeezer will be like, and we're going to sit out. No, I'll talk about how we're sitting out because and, you're coughing. And all you'll hear is... <sighs> The sound of his furnace in the background. Is, as you he, hear it now? Hang on. When I, do you need room tone real quick? As he, as he lays out as why I'm sneezing for the 500th time in the show. Do you, do you need room tone if you need to edit and you need my furnace in the background? You might as well capture some. All right. Ready? And uh, begin room tone. It doesn't seem to be running. It's, it's tough. Uh, no, it's... Uh... It got clean not too long ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's not bad for like 60 years old. It's going to die soon. Yeah, the insurance cool. can come and clean my entire house. Can't wait. Um, so Leela's sad because she's the only uh, Cyclops. I was going to say one-eyed Cyclops. Then I realized that's uh, Cyclops. Redundant. Did. Yes. Look and at me with the words today, to man. I'm... Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so Fry goes and buys her a gift. He buys her a parrot. The parrot gets away. And in the time that he uh, is chasing after the parrot, it gets too late. And it becomes nightfall and Santa comes out. Well, what happened was Santa, uh, back in the year 2801, the friendly robot company created this version of Santa. But the programming went bad. So therefore his threshold of judgment was way too high. And his penalties versus uh, coal in your stocking is now death. So now pretty much everyone deserves to die in Santa's eyes. And he stalks the skies at night in his you're not, robot sled. You're not too far off, Santa. I'll tell you that much. No, I think the world would be a better place with this Santa. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, the, the side story, uh, like in every Matt Grant production, uh, is phenomenal and is in, in itself its own uh, great little episode where Bender uh, seeing a news report of homeless robots going to a liquor uh, shelter to get booze um, takes advantage of that, dresses up as a hobo and goes down there and then puts together his own little crew of thugs to go and just rob liquor from uh, other uh, other people on Christmas. You know, you and I would be killed by uh, that current Santa like in ten seconds flat. Oh, instantly. Yeah. Unless we had a parrot that flew in the way of his tow missile. Uh, I'm not a bird guy myself, but you might be. No, no, not really. Uh, I like falcons. <laughs> I want to get. We, I was looking to get my own falcon, one of those drone hunting falcons, just to fuck with people. Ah. It's like, hey, look, check out my drone. I'm like, yeah, check out my falcon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Falcon beats drone. Then you like... gotta get one of those. And then you gotta get one of those gloves. And I don't like wearing gloves. A falconer's glove. My arm's gonna bleed. Yeah. I don't know. I think a falconer's glove Until looks pretty badass. Like, ra- uh, like this, like just horribly mutilated rabbit, like looking for. Uh... Uh, it's it's a present. Yeah, affection. It's like I, I'm not a, a Mongol hunter. I brought you um, a gift, human. Yes. 
I, I, I got a gift from uh, Olive with one eye last year on Christmas, oh, yeah? surprisingly. She found a frog in her fishing hole, our sub pump. Oh. She captured it, killed it, and brought it up to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. I stopped myself from barfing. And then we <laughs> covered up the quote-unquote fishing hole so she can no longer go fishing, the deadly little killer that she is. Did she look up at you with like, eyes glimmering? Like, uh-huh. Did I do good, Daddy? Uh-huh. Like, here you go. I ate mine already. It's your turn. Just like baby <laughs> Yoda. my kids do when they hand me dead things. <laughs> did I do good, Daddy? <laughs> You're like, we bury it first and make sure we bleach fingerprints off. But you'll learn. Yeah. Get the lie. Kids. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and, and with uh, Christmas dinner uh, back at the office, back at... Uh, uh, at the dinner table with uh, the whole crew there and the robots, and that's when you heard Pry's little speech, and then the song, and uh, uh, the professor's walking around naked, of course, the entire time, because that's what you do at Xmas. Zoidberg hmm. um, has his moment. Oh, yeah, they, they defeat Santa Claus when Zoidberg gets a... Zoidberg's the only one that isn't to be killed. He gets a pogo stick because he's so sweet. A pogo stick uh, for Zoidberg? That's a good Zoidberg. Uh, and again, what's about uh, Zoidberg? One of, the, one of the great unsung characters in, I think, TV history. Unsung or unsung? Unsung. I have a cold. I'm doing what I can to get by. <laughs> it's a province in China, all right? It makes our pins <laughs> and badges. Be fair, give them due credit. Who's the unsung hero? (laughs) (laughs) He's a sick boy, kids. I'm a sick boy. Um, But yeah, really fun episode. There are... You didn't tell us who the hero was. What? You said there was a real unsung hero. Oh, it's Zoidberg. Oh, it's... Oh, yeah, well... What I'm saying is Zoidberg is like... uh, the young sung like he 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 deserves uh i mean everyone loves him yeah. but uh you know he's the who would he be the, the he's the carl you know everyone loves carl right yeah no lenny well yeah yeah okay. he's probably the smithers the Hans Moleman. Hans, Mo- Hans Moleman. He's in a lot of episodes, and he actually gets a few of his own arcs. A molting. But he's just, uh, he's a doctor. goddammit. it! It's just and anytime, anytime you have a character that just gets compl- like a sweet character that gets completely <laughs> shit on and and <laughs> just beat down constantly, and and that's the humor in it. Those are usually my favorites. Yeah. Well, you know. I'm like, ah, oh, look, I'm on TV. <laughs> That's life. It's art imitating life, kids. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that was a great pick. Everyone, uh, uh go check out that episode. Uh, here is my first pick. Let's begin. <laughs> 
with another tailspin. So, as much as I wanted to pull a clip from the show, man, this show's locked up like a tight butthole. Unless, oh, yeah. you, unless you have Disney Plus, you ain't watching this shit. You could watch it and, like, sped up on YouTube or, like, like weird processed with, like, tilted on a television that's, like, off yeah, kilter. that doesn't help you on pulling audio. That does not help you on pulling audio. No, it doesn't. And even if you ran the app, you probably you wouldn't be able to yank anything because they do such a good job of knowing even when you're trying to capture something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried it on Netflix once. Bastards. So, um, <laughs> this is Jolly Molly Christmas from Disney's Tailspin. It uh, premiered on December 20th, 1990, which makes it one of the closest to Christmas episodes that I have in my list. <clears throat> it's in the first season, but it is the 43rd episode. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. Animation's awesome. It wasn't done the same way we know shows are done, obviously. And um, it is the first Christmas special of the Tailspin series. And uh, uh, it's they're at Hire for Hire, and Rebecca's about to shop till she drops, and she says that it never snows in Cape Suzette. And after she leaves, she uh, Molly starts writing her emergency letter to Santa. Um, Baloo, she drops a candy cane. Baloo tells her that uh, you put the pillow, put pieces under your pillow, so the peppermint fairy can leave a new candy cane in its place um next morning is christmas eve and rebecca rushes out to uh, do last minute christmas shopping because at cape suzette and uh, the rebecca and family are just like us uh the store accidentally gave her the wrong present for molly and blue wakes up and realizes he forgot to put the candy cane under molly's pillow and uh, she catches him. So she calls Baloo out on lying and saying that Santa, she's willing to bet Santa Claus isn't real either. And Baloo says he'll prove it by taking her, by flying her up to the North Pole, so, pole, uh, North pole, so she can deliver the letter in person. Uh, and then he just has Louie dress up. It tells him Louie they needs to dress up as Santa. I mean, you, you could go watch. If you have Disney Plus, you could go watch this episode. It is on there. That's how I watched it, and uh, it's fun. Tailspin was always had like fun themes, and I don't know. Cape Suzette. You wanted to live that. They wanted to live that on that dock. Really good job at creating that world. Yeah, that uh, that uh, nineteen whatever timeless. A lot of those Fox shows did that because even Batman animated series they had like the old time card. You really didn't know what era it took place in. Like an, it had like that Art Deco feel, but and the, the old timey cars, right? But you didn't really know ever when it took place, um, and especially that you you want to avoid Pirate Island, um, mm-hmm. where the air pilots and Don Carnegie are uh, lamenting that they won't be getting any presents, so they think that they could just go rob the Sea Duck and get presents. Um, I think that uh, if you are rating episodes, Christmas episodes, 
of television shows, I'd put, I'd obviously put Johnny Molly Christmas in the top 20 because it is <laughs> one of the 20 shows we've talked it's about. One of the 20 shows on our list. Yeah. Uh, it's really good too. And I really enjoyed it. This was one of the ones I liked. I li- Last night I watched all these motherfucking things and re- I rewatched them. And I-, I did enjoy this one. You know, I-, I kept my interest. I will I will wait to tell you which one kept my interest the most, but this one did keep my interest. Some didn't keep my interest at all, and I'm like, oh, this was made for me at this age. Yeah. Is, is, is that, uh, we won't transition yet, but is that the next, tra- is that a good transition? Um, that is, is that a good. we're talking about? Yeah. 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 Um, but so this holds up, because look. Like, we look back, like, we whack fantastic about, like, these cartoons and, like, Ghostbusters and stuff like that. And, look, I love Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters cartoon, I I have a, I'm going to jump ahead. I have a, a real Ghostbusters Christmas episode on here. And it's a great story, and it did a great job. And I was like, oh, this is good. I forgot how good this was. Yeah. There are others and on my list. There where- are some episodes of that show, though, that, and same thing, like Ninja Turtles, even G.I. Joe. They're written for kids, and it just it doesn't hold up when you're 36 years old. Yeah, it gets it's not like it's Simpsons. Just, yeah, uh, and, and even though like, and you still will watch it for like the sense of like I I loved it as a kid, and I still I, I appreciate it now. You appreciate the nostalgia, but it's, but it's not the like the Simpsons where you're it. generally entertained by a yeah. show. But there are episodes and there are episodes on my list where I nearly put it on as a joke before I rewatch and realize it's a damn good episode of TV, period. Like, regardless of... I really movie. don't have any of those. <laughs> um, I would not say well, this... Well, you just said it, the Ghostbusters one. Ghostbusters one is good, but I mean, if you're, if you're into watching RGB, there's better episodes. Okay. Uh... Ones and... even some of the ones that get like existential uh this one kind yeah. of does too but uh, there's uh, and then there's there's episodes where i i thought would be good because i really remember liking the show and i watch and just realize how absurdly stupid they are but we'll get to them um in the meantime here is your next pick <laughs> birthday hey i said my first words but but snowman can't talk <laughs> all right come on now what's the joke could could i really be alive i mean i can make words i can move i can juggle i can sweep i can count to ten. One, two, three. Four, five, nine, six, eight. Uh, well, I can count to five. <laughs> what do you know? I'm even ticklish. In fact, I'm all living. I am alive. What a neat thing to happen to a nice guy like me. That must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. Oh, when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. Frosty the snowman was alive as he could be. And the children say he could laugh and play just the same as you and me. 
Oh, man. I just watched this last night with Enchantress. We watched Rudolph and Frosty. Yeah, I probably watched it um, <clears throat> along, not along with you. That would have been weird. But, yeah, I, was, I watched it again last night. Um, and I forgot, for some reason in my head, I thought it was like one of those little 10 or 15-minute specials. Oh, no. Uh, no, it's a full 25-minute uh, show. Uh -huh. And I think I real the reason that I thought it was a shorter show is because we only watched like that long and then just kind of tuned out. No, I, I see. I paid attention because of the specialty. It's not necessarily that I liked it, but there was like a specialness to it. Like this airs once. You could only watch it now. Watch it. Yeah. Enjoy it. And there's commercials of toys you wanted and McDonald's junk you wanted to eat sure. that distracted you long enough till you got back to it. But what watching this, what I realized is fucking Frosty's essentially John Coffey. It's just you feel less empathy for Frosty than you do John Coffey when he finally melts. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> I'm just a simpleton boss. Hey, I'm Frosty. It hey, kid, want to go to the... the <laughs> It's like your, it's like your buddy who always wants to go to the bar at, on Friday at three o'clock. Hey, you want to go to you want to go to O'Malley's at three? Well, we're still working. Yeah, but who cares? I can barely count. <laughs> it's Christmas. You don't have to go to school. Let's take this underage little girl up to the North Pole. And you're not gonna date her again, Frosty. All right, you got in trouble last time. Jesus. I, I like how he. Uh... He he didn't have any any inkling that going to the North Pole like he knew he had to go to the North Pole to survive. I gotta go to so the North sure, Pole to survive. Pull around with him, and then after the fact, then he realized, oh, you know what? Hypothermia is setting in. This is a what a way to travel. And also, what kind of greenhouse has only one door that locks? The I mean, one that makes poinsettias. Getting ready for Christmas. Why why didn't they just take a rock and throw it through the glass? <laughs> just saying. Well, I don't mean to shit on it too bad cuz I, I did. I absolutely loved this as a kid and Can can right, we, can you was, give me at least a little like good job on that spot on impression of Frosty? That was, that was pretty damn good. What a uh, way to travel. Frozen Christmas cakes and ice cream. Name's John Coffee, boss. <laughs> I can't spell, but I can write it. Um. Ah, oh, goddamn. Right, look, I, I I love it, and I don't. It's not one of those. I don't want to. Does I don't wanna, squeeze? I don't do the squeezettes like it? Uh, I don't think they've watched it yet. As we get closer, I'm putting a little thumb drive together, um, of all of these. Um, you don't want them so getting too. To watch it. You don't want to want them getting too comfortable with the idea of enjoying Simpleton Old Men, or they'll wind up on a road trip with Uncle Bix, right? Yeah, and then come on, kid, we're another, going another, to the North Pole, <laughs> or eventually another old man with a sleigh and some flying reindeer take you back home, but leave you on the roof. Hmm. Covered in snow. I remember I actually said it out loud. I'm like, they left her on the roof. I'm going to make a campfire. 
So now she's cold and has a broken leg. Just jump down the chimney like Santa. <laughs> Happy uh, birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, yeah, Frosty. That, that... You want a job running master control? We keep it cold in there, too. Don't lie in your time, Chief Frosty. I fucking swear to God. Um, what my favorite part about this is, um, Jimmy Durante as the narrator. It, it, it's the strangest. Hiya, kids. Frosty was a young. <laughs> he couldn't get up to the North Pole quick enough. If you would have said, hey, we need. Who's your first pick to be the narrator and sing for Frosty the Snowman? There must the have last been. Person I think anyone want to pick would be Jimmy Durante. Here's the question I have, but, and you might have answered. Yeah, sure. What came first? For I, I was thinking this last night while watching Rudolph and Frosty. The song or the show? Did the show beget the song or the song beget the show? No, the song came first. The song came out in the 50s. In both situations? Uh, yes. Is that why the show is incredibly stupid? Because they had to kind of shoehorn it around the lyrics that they made to rhyme? For both situations, I would uh, say. May hmm. And the cop swallowing his whistle. That's a classic TV a yeah. cartoon trope. They're so dumb. Oh, snowman! Hey, kids. Yeah, all, all the adults just losing their shit. Don't tell the officer I've been drinking. Let's sing. <laughs> there must have been some magic in that old seal cat he found. You're just going to let me keep going. Um, <laughs> no. um but... Uh, Jimmy Durante, so I guess he actually sang one of the original versions of it, like, back in the day. I recorded but, it. But if you had to, like, pick someone to, like, be the narrator of a kid's cartoon. You'd pick Burl Lives. Yeah, a, a little softer, not so grovelly Brooklyn. Yeah, Burl Lives was fantastic. But... but I can't watch this and not see Jimmy Durante doing it. It's so it, I love it so much. They even yeah, drew his like, like whiskey nose on his character. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, it looks. I've been drinking like since I was thirteen, cast. kids. Hey, Frosty. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting Australian. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's synonymous with this now. I I couldn't imagine it being any other way. He's got uh, like the the Magoo eyes and the big Irish cursed nose. Yep, yep. Uh, and then and then, but also his rendition of the song is just—it's fantastic. I've been uh, drinking whiskey all night. That's why I see a living snowman. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but this was. Um, Meanwhile, Burl Ives was a snowman. Hosted Rudolph. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this was also, yeah, it was a Rankin-Bass. Um, animation production. Animation, yeah. It came after Rudolph, though, right? Uh, this came out in uh, 69. 
So that was after Rudolph. Yes. They must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. I'm going to say Rudolph is 64. Oh. I'll agree with you. I'll I'll give you a blind agreement on that. Let me see. Hang on. I I want this. You know what I I didn't realize last night until watching Rudolph? 1964, and I I did not cheat on that. I I, I probably seen Rudolph. I'm 37 years old. Mm-hmm. I probably watched it multiple times as a kid. I've probably seen it at least 37 times in my life. I didn't mm-hmm. realize until last night that while Yukon Cornelius kept licking his pickaxe, is he really wasn't mining for gold and silver. He was mining for peppermint. And when he finally found it at the end, he's like, Oh, peppermint mine! I'm going to be rich! <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. He he finds a a a, a peppermint um, mine at the end of the 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 show, and he says he's gonna be rich, and that he's so excited, and that makes sense why he keeps licking his pickaxe every time it, it go, he sticks in the ground. I never understood why the hell he was doing that. Hmm. He was mining for peppermint kids. He lied to us about silver and gold. Oh, so he was trying to throw us off the trail. Yeah. I'm looking for silver and gold. And peppermint. So I should call my uh, my investment company now and switch everything into peppermint? Yeah, I traded everything for peppermint and Bitcoin years ago, Squeezer. Oh, okay. That's... <laughs> I'm can, you, can you use peppermint for online transactions? Yeah, I bought all my Bitcoin with peppermint, so... Can I can I go to Wawa tomorrow and get a sandwich and just dump a whole bunch of peppermints on the counter and like you're welcome count it out. You're welcome. I overpaid. That's your tip. <laughs> if you go on the one on Fifteenth Street, they might take it. I had a guy in front of me the other day with a Ziploc baggie full of change. It was infuriating. I and I was literally I was buying a bag of sunflower seeds. Just that was it. And this guy was buying, like, a meal. It was, like, $15 in change. I wish you would have been there. Because if I was frustrated, you would have lost your goddamn shit. Because you get irritated at me for putting a damn card in the machine. <laughs> yeah, get a fucking Apple Pay, goddammit. Nah, I don't like that. And they can track you. How do you th- what do you think credit they do card, with the credit cards? They don't. It's on. It's piece of plastic. It's not attached to me in any way whatsoever. Sure. Sure. Apple Pay. They get your information. They yeah. have your address. They know where you live. What yeah. you're buying. Yep. Yep. Hey, you you have store discount cards, Squeezer? Uh, yep. Yeah. So every time you scan that, they're tracking what you buy, when you buy it. No, 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 no. They don't do that. They don't have security cameras either. They're not watching. It's that damn mess sweeping robot that keeping an eye on you you might be yeah we do we talk about that before i think you said your kid's obsessed with it yeah you said yeah but that some guy came up to me he's like see that that's how they watch you oh really and yeah yeah because because they took a a little robot and they put googly eyes on it it would have been nothing but the fact that they put googly eyes on it this guy thinks that this robot's watching and tracking him now he's like that's how they watch you i'm like you have a club card and a credit card 
and you're on multiple security cameras right now. They don't need this thing here to watch you. I like it. You need that. It's like as soon as you add that little bit of, I don't even want to say sentient behavior or just the human element. or the, Because it's a, a, a robot that moves, people immediately associate it with like this negative connotation like it's after me. Unless you're a, a broken jar of jelly, that robot doesn't care that you exist. Yep. Spilt milk. It cries over spilt milk. Or it gets excited. I don't, I don't know. We should all cry over spilled milk. That's lo lost nutrition. Yeah, that's true. All right, here is my next pick. Um, now, I'm going to preface the squeezer by saying that uh, this is one of the ones I was uh, probably most disappointed about. But uh, Oh, boy. Yeah. These are the fun ones. Yeah. Here we go. Get ready for our party. Our third time is the enemy. We only have two days. That's 48 hours. That's uh, 2,880 minutes. Arthur, there's only 172,800 shopping seconds till Christmas. Ooh, there goes another one. Oh. Arthur, it's... it's... Santa? Tick, don't be silly. But Arthur, look at those rosy cheeks, that cottony beard. And, and watch. <laughs> See, his belly jiggles just like a bowl of jelly. <laughs> so, uh, I just realized in watching this clip over that I'm the tick to your Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks. I'm the giant imbecile that counts down <laughs> things on his hands while you point out the absurdness <laughs> and logic in situations. And then just let it go through anyway. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, this is uh, from season two of The Tick. This episode's called The Tick Loves Santa. Now, when I was a kid, I loved The Tick. And this aired... Um, Right after uh, Thanksgiving on Fox Kids, uh, November 25th, 1995. Now, some people think it's one of the best Tick episodes of all time. And it starts with, uh, obviously, Tick and Arthur Christmas shopping. And a guy robs a bank. And it starts, there's a, one of those, uh, uh, fucking, what's it, Salvel, Santa's, like, collecting money. And the, the bank robber, like, steals his Santa outfit from him, and he's getting chased down, and he hits he hits a uh, electric, I don't even know what the hell they're called, billboard, electric billboard. And instead okay. of dying, he multiplies into, like, three or four more of Santas. So he calls himself the multiple Santa, is the, the villain, and he and the other Santas start a crime spree. And the tick won't fight him because he says he can't hit Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, uh, well, multiple Santa goes to the hydroelectric plant and he convinces the guy working there to hit him with the big juice and it creates many Santas. But the real Santa and his Secret Service elves visit Tick and tell him that he has to stop these guys to save 
Christmas, and they realize that by giving them the Santa's noogies, it creates static electricity, and that's the Santa's weaknesses. <laughs> it's complete. The absurdity is absurd. fantastic. And th- I mean, I was kind of bored watching this episode, but when I was a kid, this in 1995, this show was my everything. I lo- the Tick quickly became one of my favorite shows on Fox. I loved, of course, Batman. I loved X Men. I love Bobby's World, but the Tick was it. I, I talked about the video game multiple times in this show and how absurdly and impossible the video game is. It's just a beat 'em up that never ends. Uh, I've collected the action figures. Uh, I still have some of them. I collected the, I, the Ben Endland comic books. Everything about Tick in, in the 19, uh, mid-1990s was what I was into. I was so... My friend Matt and I were so into Tick uh, and everything about him. Uh the, the the party with all the other superheroes like Deflator Mouse and American Maid and Sewer Urchin. And uh, well, then when they go out Christmas caroling, it's just so great. Uh, multiple Santas, not the best villain of the, the tick. But I love the running joke how when Chairface Chippendale, the main villain and, and the tick, tried to carve his name in the moon but failed. Like every time you see the moon after that, it says it kind of says that this H A, the chair face, <laughs> and the moon. Like and you don't always see it because of the way the moon's rotated. It's a really smart thing that they did, as the show continued. But I'll always love the tick, and uh, I we watched the first few Amazon episodes, but we haven't gone back. I gotta finish them because, again, huge tick fan. I love love it all. Uh, love to see more tick things happen uh but uh yeah that's all i have to say about that here squeezer is your you went classic with a lot of a few of these here yeah this is uh to me these were these were christmas specials like to me this is what i watched it like like i couldn't wait for these all right well here is the hype and then See, I, I always like being the surpri- surprise when like I saw, saw a show and they surprised me with the Christmas episode. I was like, oh, shit. But, of course, I couldn't mm-hmm. wait for the ones either. But I never saw – I still have yet to see the one you're about to talk about. Here it is. Well, that's what you brought it up. So I'm like, yeah, let's throw this one out there. I could sure use some rest. I'm not feeling my... And he yawned as he took to his bed. There'll be a year without a Santa Claus. I'm sure they won't miss me. There'll be a year without a Santa Claus beside your Christmas tree. So you've never heard that song before? Nope. You you never have seen the year without a Santa Claus. I think we've discussed this on the show before. Yes, we have. I'm just kind of reiterating. We're building. Not everyone listened to last week's episode. <laughs> That's true. Thinking. Yeah, I have never seen it. Nope. Um, so this is another Rankin Bass production. It's the uh, stop motion uh, animation. Uh, this one goes back to 
1974. So this came 10 years on uh, the heels of Rudolph. Um, and it's based off a book uh, from the from the 50s. Um, and it, it's a story of Santa. Uh, he wakes up on uh, uh, Christmas Eve, and he has a bit of a cold. And he, he, Santa's feeling a little shitty. Yeah. And I guess, you know, clearly he's not taking care of himself. Well, yeah. Um, he gained, and, like, uh, fucking 100 pounds in one scene and Rudolph. Yeah. And well, I was watching that the other day too. It's like how they try to fatten him up, and I'm I'm waiting for like the special interest group to come out and that that that's promoting something of who knows what the fuck. I'm sure it's already been promoting unhealthy yeah. body image. Yeah. Well, so is so is life. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, <clears throat> uh, so the doctor comes in. Doctor is a curmudgeonly prick. I love him. He's one of my favorite characters. Um, and he basically tells Santa, look, this is because he had pneumonia before, and he didn't do shit about it, you're going to be sick again, and just take the time off, take care of yourself, no one gives a shit about you, um, no one cares about Christmas anymore, Christmas is dead and buried, and just get over it, stop making a big deal out of this, no one cares anymore. Mm-hmm. And Santa takes that to heart, and he's quite sad, and he's heartbroken. Uh, so Santa's like, you know what, F it. I'm going to sing a song in my slippers and then crawl in the bed. And that's what he does. He sings a uh, song some... in his slippers uh-huh. and crawls in the bed. Yeah. Yep. So he's taking, he's taking a holiday. Um, Mrs. Claus um, sighs, you know what? I, I need, uh, I got to prove Santa wrong. So she sends out uh, two little elves to go down and do a little uh, recon and bring information back. Like, hey, uh, people uh, people still want uh, Christmas. Um, and they go out with Vixen. And it's adorable. They fly the little reindeer. Um, but they get lost in Southtown. Uh, Mrs. Claus gets involved. Uh, she goes down, you know, to, to pull them out. And uh, the deal is, uh, they'll let it, they need it to snow in Southtown. So now, the only way you're going to get it to snow in Southtown is you have to see, uh, well, you would think like Old Man Winter or something like that. Well, you got you to gotta see the guy that runs, you know, the snow department, and that is the Snow Miser. Oh. And you know, you know the Snow Miser song, right? Is it I'm Mr. White Christmas? I'm Mr. Snow. Yeah, uh, it's because Mr. Freeze sang it in Batman and Robin. Oh, God. I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. I'll be back. Okay. That's well, a bad this, this is better acted. Okay. And they have a little dog and pony show, a little pomp and circumstance, a little theater. You got it? Um, uh, no, that's not it. Okay. Um, and a, a little theater production, and, and uh, Snow Miser, for kind of looking kind of mean, he's actually a pretty nice dude, um, and he is willing, uh, he'll make it snow in Southtown, but it's not his call. 
that's not his territory. He's got you got to go talk to his brother, Heat Miser, because he runs Southtown. He's got to give the AOK for it to snow. Oh, so they go and see Heat Miser. I think I found it. Here you go. <laughs> I didn't realize you bastard. Uh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> you got me good. I'm like, wait, this isn't the. Oh god, this is what he's doing. Come um, on, sing! Come on! I've also to sing. One of the the deepest, most thoughtful characters <laughs> ever created, and you just—he wasn't. He was actually I, pretty. Blend until Paul Dini wrote a beautiful story yeah. for him called. Uh, oh. the, um, I no, I'm talking about the Snow Miser. Oh, oh, oh is he? <laughs> no. Oh. Heart of Ice, Heart of Ice. Yes. As I was drinking my beer, I remember it. it's Heart of Ice. It's a wonderful written. He, they he took he took Mister Freeze and he gave him heart, and he gave mm -hmm. him purpose. And he gave him a life, and then they kind of aped all of that in, in, in the Nora storyline. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nora it was such a great line from the Batman the Animated Series. And, and Mr. Freeze really was never done well except for Batman the Animated Series, in my opinion. He even had a great movie with Batman. Um, mm -hmm. But in the Animated Series universe. Yeah. Okay, more about this movie. Uh, so they got to go to Heat Miser, and uh, he's he's kind of pissed off. Not gonna lie, and he sings the same song, just changes the lyrics up a little bit. Although his his little uh, his little dancer Heat Miser guys are uh, just adorable, and they do the little little like hand jive like line dance. And they adorable. have the orange hair. It's those guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know them. And he uh. He's not too happy about it, but he will let it snow in Southtown under one condition. And that is that Snow Miser lets it be uh, sunny and green at the North Pole on Christmas Day. Now, we're almost there. <laughs> um, IRL. Uh, snow Miser doesn't take the deal. They start bickering. So Mrs. Claus is like, you know what? I'm taking it to your mother. So she does. And so she goes and sees Mother Nature. Oh. Mother Nature is this nice little lady with a hat with a bird on it. Uh, and she calls in their boys. She slaps them down. It snows in Southtown. Hmm. Um, uh, the elves and... Uh, Everyone goes back to North Pole. They let Santa know, hey, it's snowing in Southtown. People want Christmas. And then Santa comes and, uh, you know, saves saves the day. I think and uh, delivers everybody. the presents. 
Santa comes and kills everybody. Yeah. Merry Xmas. Um, but it's also, uh, you have a, a Blue Christmas uh, rendition in this one. That's actually pretty damn good, too. There's actually a lot of, lot of good songs in this one. Uh, between the Heat Miser songs. Christmas without you. Yep. That one? Um, yep, that one. Uh, and the, the merchandise that came out of this one is, like, all over the place. We have, I got a Heat Miser and a Snow Miser bobblehead, you know. Oh. They're the Mrs. Squeezers, but. Uh, they, we like they, to put them up at Christmas. And the kids I like this one? I need to stop one? at the store and get epoxy for them. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. epoxy for what? Uh, Snow Miser's arm and hat, and Heat Miser is severed at the legs. Squeezer, I have two words for you, and you, I think you know no, what they're going to be. No, it's not going to work. Hot glue. <laughs> it's not going to work. It will so work. It will not work. It needs epoxy. You bring them in. Bring them in tomorrow. I'm bringing my hot glue gun. Don't forget, I'm bringing my. I'm gonna pack it up right now. It's right on my feet. I'm not, I'm not bringing it. It's not gonna work. No, it will work. I, I, I appreciate. No, it won't work. Hot glue fixes everything for this. I, I I will buy you brand new ones if it doesn't work. I don't want brand new ones. I'm going to epoxy these. They're Mrs. Squeezers. They're fine. No, hot glue will work. And epoxy will work better. <laughs> they won't. Nothing works better than hot glue. No, it won't. It's just going to break apart again. And the bond there isn't going to hold the same. No, once I... And you also... Uh, hot glue displaces too much space. You need this to be nice and snug. Oh, okay. So you need super glue. Well, yeah, you can do that. Or you can mix your own epoxy. <laughs> super glue... Uh, see, cause, so I bought these uh, blind bag Funko... Um, I don't know what the hell they call it. They're they're like like Kool Aid and characters, and when one of them I got Yummy Mummy, but his arm was broken off. Another one I got a one in seventy two Fruit Brute. Oh, cool! So I randomly bought four boxes. They're blind boxes off of, uh, and it's all like uh, food character uh, mascots off off Amazon. And when I finally got them, three of the four I got were monster cereals, which is perfect for me. I got. Uh, awesome. Count Chocula, Yummy Mummy, and Fruit Brew. Fruit Brew's a one in seventy-two chance of getting, and I and then I got um, the fucking uh, Jolly Green Giant. But you know, at least I didn't get a double. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, my luck, I would have gotten like three, do- like triples. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty Jolly cool. Green Giant. But uh, Yummy Mummy's arm was off, and I I realized Squeezer I could not fix it with hot glue. I needed, I needed. Uh, uh, super did that glue. break your heart? Yeah, but I did fix. I bought a Sergeant Slaughter Hasbro, and the hat was off, and I fixed that with hot glue. So at least that felt good. All right, there you go. All right, here is my next weird pick. Oh, fuck! I lost my spot. Well, I gotta cue it up to the spot I want to go off of again. There you go. are hurrying to harvest the candy canes before the dust storm comes. Dust storm? We don't want our candy canes to get dusty. This is where we grow our Christmas trees. 
lot of hard work goes into those trees. I wish we could grow them that way. With bare spots? Of course. How else would you know which side to put toward the wall? You know what we make here? This is snowman snow. It has to be not too dry and not too wet. We put it into clouds so that we can have a white Christmas. We can make snowmen. Of course. <laughs> Gosh, you can do anything, can't you? Of course. I'm Santa Claus. Could you bring a present for my dad? Well, what sort of present did you have in mind? Bring Granddad down from heaven. Granddad down from heaven? Hmm. Will you do it? After all, Jeffy, I am Santa Claus. Gee, thanks, Santa. The dreamer will have his day. So reach for the sky. Oh, yeah, that's on your Christmas playlist, isn't it? That what song. the fuck is that? This is from A Family Circus Christmas. Oh, my God. So when we were kids, Cartoon Network on Christmas Eve used to throw any shit they had at the wall and saw what stuck. And A Family Circus Christmas <coughs> and A Family Circus Easter were staples in my life as, as kids. <laughs> and and of course we all know the Family Circus comic strip. Yeah, I'm gonna pop that down. That was little Thank Jeffy you. talking to Santa Claus in his annoying voice. So, uh, we all know uh, the the Family Circus um, strip. This was a 1979 NBC special. Uh, based on Bill Keen's long-running syndicated comic strip, The Family Circus. Uh, I think I don't know what production company did it, but man, it was it was weird. And and um, there was they also made a Valentine's Day and an Easter one. The Easter one I remember seeing uh, a bunch of times as a kid. The Dreamer uh, was sung that you list, you just heard there was sung by Sarah Vaughn. <laughs> I had to look that up. Uh, she shouldn't be proud of that. So, uh, so the synopsis is the family's decorating the tree when uh, the dad gets all butthurt that he can't find the star that his dad made for him. Even his dad's dead. So Jeffy keeps acting out and acting like a little bitch uh, and pissing off the rest of the family, uh, saying that he sees Santa around the house. Uh, he has this dream where he goes off with Santa, which is what we listen to. Mm-hmm. And he asks Santa, all he wants is for granddad to come down and um, be his dad's present. Um, it's so selfish. Yeah. Well, what if granddad wants to be dead? Uh, so uh, you see the same like outline of granddad and he comes down at Christmas and what he does on Christmas Eve is he points out in the closet, spoilers, where the star is that they couldn't fucking find. Then the family wakes up to see Jeffy pulling the star out. Like, Granddad came down and showed me where the fuck it was, you motherfucking idiots. 
and uh, they put it on, they, they turn it on, it's glowing, and it's all... As a kid, at, on Christmas Eve, when you're waiting for your mom to finally get ready so you can go to church and then go out for the night, I don't know why it was like an a, a all-day-long uh, task, but she was like cooking... Like, like Christmas Eve was like a thing where like the house was in half a mess and disarray. It was like half... Uh, like like uh, a demilitarized zone and half like war zone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like your mom's like, there's cookies that are meant that aren't for you to touch. There's cookies that are for you to touch. There's food that, that is for tonight. There's food that's for tomorrow. There's food that's for now. Uh, and you graze a little bit of all of it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. There's presents that aren't to be touched. There's presents that go out. You're wondering about presents that you're going to get on Christmas. Uh, it's it's an odd day, but uh, Cartoon Network would show these shows all day long, and I always remember seeing Family Christmas uh, Circus a couple times. Uh, it just made me think. I, I remember the Easter one. T- I remember the Easter one better than the Christmas one. If that, that makes any sense to anybody out there. If I if I saw it, I'd probably, especially the Easter one. I I want to say yeah. If if I saw it, I'd remember it. the Christmas one. I don't know. But and I did. I liked Family Circus as a kid. But as a, as a kid, I think it's just because I saw other little kids on TV. Jeffy, get off my bed. Jump on your own bed. My springs are worn out. Don't you know Santa marks down all the good and bad things kids do? Sorry, I just I just had to cut in there. <laughs> oh, that's an almost infuriating. There's something about like the pacing of it, the dialogue. It's, it's yeah. It it's slow to the point of infuriating. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the time, I I did enjoy because you enjoy any Christmas special on Christmas Eve. They also this would also be a Cartoon Network Christmas in July staple. <clears throat> um, but that's it. That's all I got on the Family Circus Christmas. Here is everyone. Buckle your seatbelts. Take a piss break. Uh, get. Five years worth of rations because we're about to be in for something. Squeezer, here's your next pick. <laughs> Tell Sandstorm, Thunderstick, and Viper to get ready. We're going into town tomorrow and take it over on Christmas Day. <laughs> Come in the spirit of Christmas. The spirit of Christmas. Humbug! Who needs it?
So I left the music on because it's an awesome setup to that whole episode, and then it goes into the Christmas. Yeah, the clip is from a little bit later. And I think you needed it. I you think so? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it's. I I love the music cues in this episode. This is Texas Terrible Night. Uh, it is uh, uh, episode uh, forty six. I don't. They have the weird production code thing. Anyway, this was. December 14th, 1987 episode of Brave Star. And it is the classic retelling of... A Christmas Carol. Yeah, because that's what they retell everything of, or everything is retold or, of. Or, that and you know It's a Wonderful I mean. Life. Yeah, those two. Those are the two go-tos. Mm-hmm. Um, and this episode, so you get very little of Brave Star in this. He's at right at the beginning where he's about to give... Uh, uh, JB a big smooch, um, but uh, we hold off on that. And then we see Brave Star at the end after everything goes down. And he's like, oh, well, that's crazy. Um, this is a Tex-Hex episode. It's a Tex-Hex origin story, basically, because it's Christmas Carol. You go back in time. And so what happened is Brave Star was going to leave town to go take care of some rustlers because hey, he's, he's the marshal. And um, Tex finds out because uh, Outlaw Scuzz is listening in on the conversation, and he's chomping away. And I forgot. Something about it is just ridiculous, and I don't know why. It, I, I watch Brave Star check in every now and then, watch a couple from here and there. But Outlaw Scuzz, in a kid's cartoon, just chomping down on a cigar and hacking up a lung is it's almost too much to behold. Like, it's almost just a slap in the face to the future. It's like, you guys are going to be whiny bitches about this. This is the 80s, and we're going to have our guy just chomping on a cigar. He did have his own little PSA at one point where he says he loves being a bad guy, but he wishes he didn't smoke and that you kids shouldn't do it either. But it's okay (laughs) to be a bad guy. You you would just... Let's take a second to think about how you would never... Ever get that from a modern television show? I wish you didn't smoke. They won't even let bad guys smoke in television anymore. No, no. And he's a bad guy. Yeah, bad guy smoke. Um, are you serious? Too. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he tells Tex Hex, "Hey, Brave Star is leaving." Uh, Tex Hex gets everyone together, and we are going to go into town and take over town on Christmas since Brave Star is not there. Um, and then that's what you heard, and then that leads to then <clears throat> Shaman showing up, and Shaman is basically uh, your all the spirits. He just plays multiple roles, and he takes Hex Tex Hex down uh, through his past, and you you see him. He starts out as like a normal guy, and it. It's him and uh, uh, his business partner who uh, they go to mine Curium. And they're going to make it rich on New Texas. Uh, and then this slowly starts to corrupt Texas. We're going to make it rich it. on New Texas. Is that how they said it? Uh, uh, kind of. Yeah, not too far. Uh, that's, that's more of a, a, a scuzz thing. Okay. Um, and they... Uh, he starts getting corrupted. He starts um, uh, using uh, the slave labor there. And then he leaves his partner to die, um, flying off uh, 
with the Kirim, but it's overloaded. The ship crashes. He's basically left. He's Tex Hex is basically dead along with Scuzz. But then Stampede arrives, uh, the spirit of, you know, Stampede, the, you know, main baddie of the show, uh, basically disintegrates Tex Hex and then rebuilds him in his own evil image. He uses all the little badness in him and makes it, like, manifested. And same thing with Scuzz, too, and he starts smoking cigars. Uh, and then they go back to another time uh, where it seems that Tex Hex actually had a lady friend, and he left to do this all for her, um, to make it rich and then bring her along and create a better life. She didn't even want him to go. She wanted him to stay, and they're happy together. We don't need all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it turns out, and y- you see, you start to see like a little, uh, a little tear building up. Tex- it's starting to get through to Tex Hex. He's getting irritated because he mm-hmm. knows what's going on here. It's like, look, kind of get me here. I don't like it. I'm a bad <laughs> guy. I'm evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, they go to the present. I don't like Not feeling funny. nice. I like feeling evil. From the good mass, pull, mass you're of the universe. Absolutely right. Yes. That's from uh, Masters of the Universe, He Man and Shira Christmas special. Continue. I'm sorry. Well, oh no. Sorry. Well, Tex Hex was voiced by, um, uh, shit, what was his name? Did Frank Welker do it? Adler? Adler? I want to say, was it Adler? Who are we talking about? The guy who did what? Tex Hex. Yeah, but... And... Well, no, I was doing uh, Skeletor. Yeah. Was Welker Skeletor? No, it was Adler, I thought. Uh, it was... Same guy as the Cobra Commander. Uh, Alan Oppenheimer. The guy that made the bomb? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yes, Alan Oppenheimer. No. Uh, this is the voice of Skeletor. Oh, Skeletor? Yeah. Oh, no. Oppenheimer did have some voices in this show. No, no. Charlie Adler, yeah, was the voice of... Uh, Cobra Commander was my... Text text, though. And like, Cobra Commander. Oh, you stupid pisser! You always do that stink voice. Mm-hmm. Cobra Commander was more like, or I'm sorry, uh, Skeletor was like, oh, you morons, I'm sick of yeah. you. He was also Starscream. Yeah, Oppenheimer did uh, Skeletor. Yeah. This reminds me, I always want to go back and do that uh, voiceover show. That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. Well, well, we do a lot of shows, so we'll probably yeah. get to it. We'll point. get there. Yeah. Uh, and as it turns out, he attacked a uh, uh, <laughs> a transport. Why did she say okay to my? You're so what? silly. I made it. What did I do? I made an. I sent you a text about an edit, and you just run okay. Oh no, that was for you to pot it down, and I can uh, go into uh, the music. I just did that on my own. Oh. We're on the same level. We're we're look at us, folks. Firing we're, on all cylinders, I would say. Yeah, we are. Uh, it's two a.m. Uh, so Tex Hex uh, raids a uh, a transport, 
And he doesn't realize that at the time, and the shaman shows him, that on that transport was Ursula, his love interest. Oh. Yeah. And now shaman shows him that she is now married and that she is married to this guy living on New Texas and they are going into town for the Christmas celebration the next day. Oh. See where this is leading? I think I do. Yep. So Tex Hex now is starting to think, oh, I can't attack the town. I don't want to get her hurt. I'm evil, but like he still has that little bit of past, yeah. that little bit of good that he's clinging on to. Mm -hmm. And then finally they do the old into the future a few years, and Tex Hex sees his own grave. And that's when he snaps back out of it. Scuzz is banging on the door. He's like, hey, we're ready to go. Tex immediately <coughs> tries calling off, but it's too late. And they're there overlooking the whole town and Stampede and the whole gang is there. And they're going to take over town while Bravestar is gone. Tex Hex is trying to talk him out, saying like he's got a bad feeling and he wants to wait a little bit. They go on with it anyway. And uh, Stampede's flying into town like in his little cloud form with the gang underneath him. And Tex Hex is hanging back and he just shoots a laser blast into Stampede. Sets off a thunderstorm in Stampede. The whole town sees him coming, and they seal up the town, and they have to call off the attack. And Tex Hex even says it like he's doing. He's like, uh, I'm evil, but I'm going to have to pay the price for this one. Like, he knows Stampede is going to torment and torture him, and he's going to pay the price for this one. He knows. He knows. He knows. <laughs> but he did it to save Ursula. And he did. And then, and then the lesson at the end is uh, a Brave Star telling everyone that, look, uh, Tex Hex is a bad guy, but there's a little bit of good in everyone. But next week, he's going to be bad again. Don't worry. So the PSA was basically like, a, don't worry, we didn't ruin the show. But buy his action figure, but, because they're not selling, really. And yes, please, please. They're taking up a lot of room. A lot of shelf space. Oh, yeah, they, those figures were awesome. Oh, especially, the, so, like, even the, the, the regular figures took up room, but then they had those two-pack uh, of Brave Star and Tex Hex with no. the packs. That's mm -hmm. the one that I got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, God, those toys were fun. All right, let's move on to more fun but, toys. Oh, but, but, but this, oh, this well, was the one I was talking about. All right. This episode stands out. It is a great episode. Just, uh, it's a good cartoon period. It really holds up. I enjoyed watching it the entire time. It, it doesn't even... It, yeah, it, it's clearly a Charles Dickens Christmas Carol, you know, rehash. But it's a good one. And it also is a great backstory for Tex Hex where most of your villains don't ever kind of get this treatment. And then they basically redo it. And uh, when they release the movie like a year later, it's basically the same thing. But yeah, this came first. Um, now you get a Christmas special and... Uh, a villain origin story with a bit of depth to him. That's a win-win. Yeah. All right. Here is my next pick. Also a toy franchise. Come true. Uh, <laughs> remember old shipwreck, your buddy, y your pal. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Ah, that 
was a short clip from the episode Cobra Claws are coming to town, and you heard Polly uh, fighting with Shipwreck. Uh, Shipwreck seems to never like Polly. That's how I never understood as a kid. And uh, certainly this episode is no different. Um, <clears throat> they're collecting toys. If you've ever seen the meme of the G.I. Joe wagon with the toys, this is where it comes from. They're collecting toys for the local children's hospital, and they say they got more than ever. Uh, one of the toys is a rocking horse. It's a Trojan walking, uh, rocking horse, people, filled with miniaturized <laughs> cobra that they use a ray from Destro to biggin themselves. Uh, but when Roadblock comes out with the, the Christmas dinner and uh, Duke takes the leg of the turkey and gives it to Junkyard, that's one of my favorite. I, I know there's a lot of memes made off that. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Junkyard, and he takes a giant leg and starts eating it. Um, but uh, the miniature um, <clears throat> uh, snakes, fangs, and claws uh, start flying out of the different toys and they realize that they've been duped and so cobra's plan is to take uh gi joe vehicles and planes and attack a city called keystone i am assuming in pennsylvania uh and and make it seem like gi joe is attacking Amer the american people so this uh, they lock up the cobra uh, i'm sorry the gi joes and the gi joes outsmart Baroness, who puts the key there, and they take the Cobra vehicles and they wipe out the Cobra and the Joe vehicles. And basically, what saves the day is Polly gets hit by the shrinking or the bigging ray and becomes huge and attacks. And then he sings, Merry Christmas! Rawr! And uh, Shipwreck's like, Fuck you, bird. I fucking still hate you, even though you're big. <laughs> Because that's kind of how he talks to him the whole time. Yeah, fucking this fucking bird. Uh, but it's a good episode, uh, and this is the one... I, I kept my attention. G.I. Joe episodes are fun. I always watch, like, watching G.I. Joe episodes. I didn't like the toys as much as I liked watching the um, uh, cartoon. And you see the armadillo mini tank, the AWE striker, the dragonfly, the mauler, the ram, the silver mirage, the skyhawk. The Vamp and the Wolverine, and um, seeing G.I. Joe's drive the Dreadnought cycle, the Rattler, uh, the Trouble Bubble, like it's pretty cool. Uh, and the little switcheroonie of of uh, uh, G.I. Joe and Cobra. Um, uh, of course, you'll see the G.I. Joe Happy Holiday Wagon collecting the toys and. It seems like Scarlet's kind of into Duke in this one. They even like smooch a little bit. They even kiss. Oh, that's that mistletoe. Right. Uh, it's kind of like um. Uh, of course you get the Christmas Carol, Bah Humbug from Shipwreck, even though his giant parrot didn't eat him. I love that as GI Joe, like they there are things in it that kind of tend to ground itself. And then they go, right? They can, have giant parrots. It, it's GI Joe. It can't be grounded too far. Like, okay, it's Christmas, but it's GI Joe Christmas. So fuck off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's not much to say. Typical arcade fashion. 
I have more to say about my early episodes, less to say about my later ones, and that's all. I just wanted to break it down for y'all and get you, get Squeezer finally to his last pick of the day. Here it is. Now, let's keep the ornaments coming, boo-boo boy. This is going to be a Christmas tree that's nice to see. Yeah. You're right, Yogi. This whole house won't look quite so creepy as before. Uh-oh, this box is empty. Here, let me help. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Why, at first, everyone thought this place was haunted. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, who are you? Oh, uh, I'm Casper, the friendly ghost. The ghost? Yeah! <laughs> Yogi, uh, 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 ghost! Take it easy, Boo Boo. Uh, it's just a little fella out there uh, celebrating Halloween. That's worse than my impression of Yogi Bear. I don't even I don't even have an impression of Yogi Bear. That's pretty bad. That's Yogi Bear. Oh man. Uh I I uh, don't 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 dare shit on this. This this makes is the warmest warm fuzzy blanket of the holiday season for me. Uh I remember watching this as a kid and it's one of those things where it it was very special when this came on, and we would get so excited. This so this came originally hey, aired in uh, 1979. Okay. Uh, it was an NBC. NBC ran it. It was a uh, you know Hannah Barbera, Hannah Barbera production, um, and it's their one and only crossover um, that they did with the um, comic division, the Harvey Entertainment. Um, comics. Archie comics. Was the o- yeah. Uh, it was the only time that uh, Hanna-Barbera, that like Yogi and any of those guys crossed over with anyone that was specifically a comic character, that being Casper. Um, and it starts with Casper and uh, Harry Scary uh, are uh, their house is condemned. So they're spending Christmas going out looking for new houses to haunt. And in the meantime... Uh, Yogi and the gang, um, Huckleberry Hounds there, Quick Draw, Snagglepuss, uh, Augie and his kid. Oh, hold on. Let me see if I can and... get impressions of Quick Quick Draw. Yeah, Bubba Louie. It's Bubba Louie. Quick Draw McGraw. It's kind of like Jeffrey, but a little bit of springy. <laughs> I and then... had to Quick Draw McGraw. Yeah, and, then, and then who else is there? Uh, Huckleberry Hound. He's got the southern twine and shit's on the dash. I, I don't remember. Uh, what does he sing? What's the song he always sings? Ah, don't make me remember things. Huckleberry Hound song. Coming time. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Jeez. my darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Squeezer time. You were lost and picked a weird show, but I still think you're funny. <laughs> a weird show? I don't know. Have you ever seen this? I was more referring to um, uh, Brave Star, but go ahead. How can how, Brave? That's a fantastic episode of Brave Star. All right, who else? And what it's other been far characters? too long since I had Brave Star on the show. If you want to talk more Brave Star, we can go back and talk more Brave Star. Who's uh, who's the... uh, uh, Snagglepuss was in there Snagglepuss. too. Yeah, is he the one who's like, stage laugh? <laughs> yes, that's Nagelpuss. 
Um, and so they set up, uh, they're supposed to go to the ski lodge, but they missed the turn. Um, and so they just find an abandoned house that strictly says condemned on it and set up shop in there and plan to have a Christmas party. Here's a good place um, that we could be. Um, cook drama call. <laughs> so they clean this house up and they decorate. And then, uh, Casper, uh, Shows up and immediately befriends everyone. Everyone loves Casper. But uh, Harry Scary is doing his job and he is going to scare everyone off. And he hates Christmas because it's all about being greedy and wanting presents. And he scares everyone off, including Casper. And he's mocking Casper for, you know, writing a letter to Santa Claus. And, uh, and he's like, oh, that greedy little brat. And then he reads the letter. It turns out all Casper wanted for Christmas was for Santa to save Harry Scary's house. Yeah. Again, right in the fields. So Harry Scary feels all sad. And he immediately goes back and cleans up the whole house, gets it all decorated, gets the party up and going, and invites everyone back in. They have a big party. I'm gonna and then get my Santa Claus on. comes. Uh, somebody better take my six shooters, because I am going to get drunk. <laughs> um... <laughs> So Santa Claus uh, then provides Harry Scary with a deed to the house. Therefore, they save the house, and Harry Scary and Casper have a place to live. And they just undermined, you know, an entire probably multi-years worth of uh, new development construction that would have, you know, brought in jobs and what gent- more economic development. gentrification, Squeezer. Have you ever thought of that? <laughs> You think ghosts masturbate? How do you think the two of them handled that living in the house together? Well, I, I've seen them both with their clothes off, so I don't know if there is a anything to do. Ghost angle? Yeah, I, I didn't say see it. Like, uh, hey, hey, yeah. hey, 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 I was watching the news. No, you're, you're <laughs> masturbating. Well, come on. He is. I told myself he was masturbating. <laughs> Hey, hey, boo boo. <laughs> was that Yogi or was that your your was, dad was, saying something? It was a little bit of past? it. It was all through him. Mm. Ryan, uh, 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 Ryan, if you're going to uh, masturbate all day, uh, uh, at least I get some fun. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he's worried about my vitamin D intake. And I, oh, he, yeah. It's he didn't want me to be too pale. That's a sign of a chronic masturbator. Pale kid. Yeah. Oh, man, Jeff, yeah, well. your kid's pale. Yeah, uh, he likes to masturbate. <laughs> well, that, that's Harry Scary and Casper for you then, I guess. Um, now that you've completely um, bastardized the sweetest, fondest childhood memory I could possibly fathom, the warm, fuzzy cartoon blanket that is Casper's first Christmas. And I'm happy to do uh, so. Uh, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Um, I take yeah, the compliment uh, wholeheartedly. Th- this one's... Definitely worth going back and rewatching. I don't know if I can do it the same way now. <laughs> um, that thought's always going to be there in my oh, head. Oh, my darling. Um, oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Squeezer time. There's uh, nearly no conflict, uh, no uh, denouement, if you will. There's no resolution. Uh, well, you got a little resolution, some character development with Harry Scary, but uh, is there it's an just, arc? It's, um, 
it's barely there. But it doesn't matter because you see all your animated favorite Hanna-Barbera friends, uh, Sans Muttley, getting together and having a little Christmas party. <laughs> it's got but, a couple good one-liners in it, too. And uh, My dad know, used to call our dog Muttley. Oh, yes, Muttley, you come in the, from the outdoors. <laughs> my, dad, my dad was not going to draw McGraw, everybody. <laughs> well, yes, um, but Muttley... <laughs> That was Motley g- giggling. Oh yeah. Go uh go watch Casper's First Christmas. Uh, I absolutely adore it. Well, hopefully I didn't ruin it for you. And you did, but well, well, it it's a win and a loss. Uh, I'm trying to see the win here. Well, I ruined it for you, and it's a loss that I ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here is my next pick. Let's join it in progress. Ah, fuck, I downloaded the clip that's in Spanish and I didn't realize it. <laughs> or some other language. Yeah, because the, open, the opening was in... Uh, the opening is in English. Because obviously... <laughs> it's a hard clip to find, people. I don't even know what language that is. You want to hear it again? Yeah, let's see if someone... Someone can identify. I don't speak no languages. It's like... Arab, baby? Sounds rather Eastern European. Anyway, this is from uh, the Ghostbusters Xmas Marks the Spot. This aired on uh, December 13th, which was four days ago, essentially, in 1986. Jesus. Um, uh, basically, the gang falls in a wormhole, which gets them back to 1837 England, uh, where the ghosts... Uh, they're in. Um, they're, they're kind of stuck in uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, and they see the three ghosts going to visit Ebenezer Scrooge. And Ghostbusters just do what Ghostbusters be doing. They zap the ghosts and they entrap them. And uh, it prevents Ebenezer Scrooge from realizing what a fucking dickhole he is. <laughs> and the, they go back to the future, and everything is changed. So they have to go back and fix it. And meanwhile, Egon has to make a trip to the... Um, ecto containment unit. It's a it's a pretty fun episode. Um, it's kind of clever. You throw a little time travel in with Christmas. Oh yeah, it's it's like uh, Scrooge meets Back to the Future meets Ghostbusters. I like it. And at the end, Peter's impersonating the ghost of the Christmas past and using a Viewmaster, which is super cool. You know the red Viewmasters to show yeah. Scrooge his past. And Egon uh, goes in the containment unit with help from Janine and Slimer, and um, he only has an hour, uh, and they should, uh, uh, he, he has to get out of there or he's stuck in there forever. Isn't it a nuclear reactor? It's some sort of nuclear thing. I don't know science. Winston impersonates the ghost of Christmas <laughs> present, 
And uh, he shows Scrooge the poor living and miserable lives in poverty. And while in the containment unit, Egon found the ghosts that they put in there, and they notice Egon and attack him instead of being fucking cool about it. Because seriously, guys, be cool about it. We didn't know. Uh, with time almost up, Ray impersonates the ghost of Christmas future and tries to keep true to the fact uh, by not speaking and playing charades with Scrooge. Uh, Egon gets the ghosts out, and um, with the time slip, they return to Victorian England, and Egon impersonates Jacob Marley, and then the three ghosts show up and finish the job where they left off, fixing the future and teaching Peter, amongst others, a true lesson about Christmas. Sounds like a lot for a half-hour show. Ooh, it was 22 minutes. Damn. Uh, finally, back at the firehouse, they have their Christmas party, and they hear Santa Claus say Merry Christmas and a good night to all, in which I hope they grabbed their proton packs and shot that bastard out of the sky because he's a fucking ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's it. That's a great episode. It's really fun. And it held up pretty well. And you see uh, Ecto-2, which is really cool. Uh, he, oh, that's cool. The helicopter that we all had it for the action yeah. figures, they drew into the show. And Egon um, leaves the firehouse on Ecto-2. But, uh, yeah, give this a show. Give this a, 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 a watch and not in Arab. Кто-нибудь понял, что произошло? Or Russian. Hey, смотрите. Russian. Я обнаружил цивилизацию. Yeah, it sounds oh. Russian. Расскажи что-нибудь по новее. Это какое-то древнее поселение. Who's this talking right now? На карте. I don't know. Похоже на старую Англию. It's I mean, the character you're not watching, or it's VM. It's OS, I should say. Almost again. The Scrooge. I think he's saying, hell, Putin. <laughs> uh, long live the wall. I can't believe... If, how do they have communism and Ghostbusters at the same time in Russia? It just doesn't make sense. Well, it may... It, I'm looking at that. I'm looking that up now. Maybe if it was translated at a later time. Yeah, maybe. I would hope so. <clears throat> but <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's it. That is our Christmas. That's our, our third Christmas. Oh shit! Put that wow. Uh, that's why I have to redo the open all the time because it's it comes out hot. It's our third Christmas special of the season, 2019 Christmas season, Squeezer, and it's been a fun year so far. And we're finishing it, it off. Has been next week with a watch along of Christmas, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and that is probably going to shape up to be a lot of fun for everybody. I just, hope so. Just like this episode was. We had, uh, we had, I'm just going to fall flat on my face. Nah, we had fun in this episode. Um, I kind of did a, bad, a lot of bad impressions. You have to apologize. 
for that. Uh, they all kind of mm-hmm. sounded like my impression of my father. But uh, Squeezer's used to it, and if Squeezer's used to it, after almost 200 shows, you guys should be used to it by now. So Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week with more Christmas hijinks as we head into the year 2020. Holy shit. We're in Whoa, that's cool. Yes. That's like the future now. It sure now, is. I know Back to the Future already happened. I know Blade Runner just happened, but 2020 is like... A legit future. Yeah. Uh, so we will see you next week, and then we will see you in the future. Uh, until then, I'm RK. I'm a squeezer. You guys have keep having a fun Christmas season. <laughs>